0: Today, from the International Gospel Hour, we turn back the clock in our Are You Listening? Again? series, as we consider the study of vain religion. So let's reach for our Bibles and think on this subject just ahead from the International Gospel Hour. Stay tuned.
1: Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. For almost 90 years, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. You are about to listen to another Bible-based lesson with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour, starting now. I am bound for the promised land.
0: Thank you, dear Jay, and we appreciate all of you tuning in today. You are listening to the International Gospel Hour radio broadcast, and we are delighted and pleased to number you in our great international audience at this time. We never want you to lose sight of the fact of how very, very much you mean to our program. There would be no need of my speaking unless you were there to listen, and without a fine listening audience, the International Gospel Hour would have no reason to exist as a religious program. At this time, I begin a study with you entitled, Vain Religion. Religion, of course, means a movement to bind man back to the God he has forsaken. Vain means that such is empty. There is a true religion, a right religion, and this religion is based upon truth. It operates in full and beautiful harmony with the Bible. It succeeds in binding men and women back to God. But usually, when there is something real and of deep value, there will be attempts to copy it with a counterfeit type of thing. This happens all the time in the realm of the secular. It happens much too frequently in the realm of the sacred and religious. A vain religion is a counterfeit. It is not the real thing. It will not save souls. It will not bring real peace of mind to the human heart. Vain religion, though mentioned in the Bible, stands condemned from one end of the Bible to the other end of the Bible. Because many people practice a vain religion, it is worth our time and effort to make a diligent study of this needed theme. I surely do not want my religion to be vain, and I know that you do not want your religion to be vain. The only way to avoid such is to know what constitutes vanity in religion, and at all costs to avoid the practice of such in our own lives. Beloved, do you not agree? Are you listening? Since a vain religion will damn, we surely do not want to embrace that which will destroy the soul which a gracious God on high has bequeathed to each of us. The scribes and the Pharisees of the first century were mentioned with a great deal of prominence. It was an infamous kind of prominence, nevertheless. Their portrait is often painted upon the pages of the New Testament Scriptures. They were the men-pleasers of their day. They desired the public eye to be upon them in their various activities of a religious nature. This is seen from their first mention in the Bible to their last mention. They had worked out an elaborate system in which they sought to impress the common people with their pretended piety and an external exhibition of religious show. Jesus talked in quite some detail about them in Matthew 6, a portion of his great Sermon on the Mount. He said they gave their alms, or contributions, to charity in order to be seen of men. In the second place, the great preacher on the Galilean Mount said they prayed in order to be seen of men. Quite frequently they would strike up a pose of prayer in a place where many eyes would see them. Jesus was not condemning public prayer. He was condemning a pose of silent prayer in public in order to obtain the praise of men. Jesus said that when men saw them give alms or pray in this fashion, they had received their reward. In the third place, they frequently fasted or went without food, but did it in such fashion as to let all know that they were fasting. Jesus said they would disfigure their faces in order to let all know they were fasting. Three times in these verses the Son of God said, Verily I say unto you, they have received their reward. Matthew 6, verses 2, 5, and 16. In the entirety of Matthew 23... Jesus unmasked their religious pretenses and showed them to be the hypocrites that they were. It said in Matthew 23 verse 3 that, They say and do not. In Matthew 23 5 he said again, But all their works they do to be seen of men. Apparently, it never dawned upon them that a religion which expressed itself only in the outward man could never be Jehovah's approved religion. They had either forgotten or else ignored that a religion which fails to touch and tender the human heart could never be acceptable to the maker of human hearts. These people who practiced the religion of vanity had chosen to place a far higher premium upon adhering to human tradition than in following diligent divine authority. They were quite scrupulous about washing their hands before they ate their meals, had this been just an act of cleanliness or personal hygiene, the practice would have been highly commendable. However, they made a religious right out of it and found fault with the disciples of Jesus because they ignored it as a religious practice. The Bible states in Matthew 15, verses 1 and 2, Then there come to Jesus from Jerusalem Pharisees and scribes, saying, Why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. The parallel account in Mark 7 verse 2 says, And when they saw some of his disciples eat bread with defiled, that is to say, with unwashing hands, they found fault. The King James Version. The marginal reference for defiled is common. This practice, to which they were tenaciously clinging, originated within the traditions of the elders, which were composed of humanly devised laws. The law of Moses, under which they lived, inculcated no such requirement. My friends, are you listening? These people were making the same fatal mistake in religion that the masses make today. They were seeking to cling partially to divine law and partly to human traditions, They had accepted a mixture of the two. Quite frequently the two were in conflict, even as they still are today. When there was a conflict in the first century between divine ordinances and human traditions, the divine had to go in order that the human might remain. It is still precisely that same way today. Many people have far greater reverence for their human traditions than they do for a Thus saith the Lord. Many religious people today will not take any offense at all when someone is destructively critical of the Bible. Yet these same people will get up in arms at a moment's notice if anyone criticizes their favorite human tradition. The scribes and Pharisees of Christ's day paid far greater reverence to their human traditions than they did to their divine decrees, or to God's divine decrees. In fact, Jesus said they would defy God's law in order to keep their own tradition. At the very time our text occurred, they were championing the traditions of the elders, and yet were breaking the fifth commandment about honoring parents with no smarting of their conscience at all. Let us listen carefully as Jesus says in Matthew 15:3 through 6. And he answered and said unto them, Why do you also transgress the commandment of God because of your tradition? For God said, Honor thy father and thy mother, and he that speaks evil of father or mother, let him die the death. But you say, Whosoever shall say to his father or his mother, That wherewith you might have been profited by me is given to God, he shall not honor his father, and you have made void the word of God because of your tradition. Folks, here is how their little system worked. They had aged parents who needed their care. They possessed property the use of which could have been used to alleviate the poverty of their parents. They desired to escape this binding obligation. Hence, they simply said that what they had was devoted to God. Then they felt no binding obligation at all to give any of it to their parents. Probably they did not use it for God either, but retained it for purely selfish reasons and use. By doing so, they made void the law of God. This they did by keeping their own traditions. Theirs was truly a vain religion. It was empty of value or worth. Beloved, let us not be like them. These are some worthy thoughts today, are they not, friends? That we need to make certain that what we walk or where we walk and how we live is in accordance with the Word of God. With that being said, friends, we always here at International Gospel Hour encourage daily Bible study. And we would love at this time to pause as our J-Web will come and let you know how you can receive your free Bible study course by mail
1: from the International Gospel Hour. Here is J. Friends, the International Gospel Hour offers, for free, a Bible study course available by mail. That's right. At your own pace, you can study the Bible in your own home. It's free. Give it a try. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988. And leave your name, address, and just say, Home Study. That's it. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Home Study in the message box. We'll send it right away. Thank you for your interest in the things that be of God.
0: And friends, we hope to hear from you very soon. And don't forget, you can also write us and request the Bible study at P.O. Box 118. And that is Fayetteville, Tennessee, 37334. That's Post Office Box 118, Fayetteville, Tennessee, 37334. Today, friends, we've shared with you lesson number one of Vain Religion, as this is part of our Are You Listening Again? series. Our first speaker of the International Gospel Hour was V.E. Howard. And for 60 years, he was our speaker. And from the mid 70s to the mid 1980s, Brother Robert R. Taylor, Jr., the longtime evangelist for the Ripley, Tennessee Church of Christ, wrote material for Brother Howard. And through the graciousness of Brother Taylor, we at International Gospel Hour have secured a great number of these lessons. These are treasures indeed, and we will use these lessons from time to time in our Are You Listening Again series. This material has not been presented in over 40 years, but its truths are still as vital and as real today. Considering vain religion from Matthew 15 and the text that we looked at mentioning Matthew 23, we know vain religion is something we wish to miss out on and need to. We will talk more about vain religion in an upcoming broadcast, but for now. Thank you for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour broadcast. I'm Jeff Archie and friends, as always, keep listening. God be with you, still
1: be me. Thank you for listening today. May this study prompt your search of God's Word for His will in your life. To assist you in your study or to listen to other programs, please visit our website at internationalgospelhour.com. To God be the glory. Amen.